Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. It has been said that you can know a lot about a person by the people they spend time with. I believe that there is a lot of truth in that. I'm currently in a series I've entitled, Who is Jesus? And we are trying to determine who he is from the most reliable source that there ever could be, the Word of God. Jesus spent time with several while he was here on this earth. Let me start by saying he spent time with his father. In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, the scriptures say that he would often slip away to the wilderness to pray. That marked the life of Jesus. He was a man of prayer. He was a man who would seek to have time alone with the Father. He wanted to do the Father's will. He was in communion and in subjection to the Father. That says so much about Jesus. But then, while Jesus was on the earth, uh, that three-plus years during his ministry, he spent much time with the twelve, his disciples, the ones who would be his apostles. He spent time teaching them. He spent time uh, modeling uh, an example for them. And that says much about him and his priority. And did that ever pay off? Uh, after he ascended back to the Father, uh, those 11 of those men were great leaders in the early New Testament church, and God used them. And then Jesus, while on this earth, spent time with the crowds that he taught. We find that he was always teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing people and loving on them that way. But I would like to just talk about another group that Jesus spent time with, and this says much about him, and that is individual sinners. In Luke chapter 7, verses 34 and 35, Jesus has been uh, uh, interacting with the religious leaders, and the religious leaders, uh, we're going to see a lot of them today in this podcast. The religious leaders were always on his case, and they had... uh, Uh, called him a gluttonous man, a drunkard, which he was uh, neither one of those. And they had derisively called him a friend of sinners. And Jesus, in Luke chapter 7, verse 34, says, The Son of Man, referring to himself, has come eating and drinking. And you say, Behold, a gluttonous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by all her children. In other words, uh, you can see the fruit on my tree. Uh, all of her children, the consequences, the uh, outcome of what I'm what I'm doing, and we'll see the outcome of the time that Jesus spent with sinners during his earthly ministry. Early on in his ministry, we have the record of Jesus calling one of his disciples to follow him. In Mark chapter two, verses thirteen to seventeen, we get this story. It says this. And he, Jesus, went out again by the seashore, and all the people were coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting in the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. And it happened that he was reclining at the table in his house, 
that would be Levi's house, and many tax collectors and sinners were dining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many of them, and they were following him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why is he eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners? And hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So you see here, relatively early in the ministry of Jesus, he goes to a man that was considered a a real sinner, Levi, whose name was also Matthew, by the way, and that's how we primarily know him. Uh, by Matthew, and he asked Matthew to follow him. And you heard as I read this passage of Scripture, he got up and followed him. In in another one of the Gospels, in Luke, um, it, it is even more specific. It, he immediately got up and left everything behind and followed him. So Matthew was truly converted there. And uh, but But being a tax collector, he was was probably part of a hated group because they were considered traitors. Uh, These Jewish men who bought this kind of franchise from the Romans who who were uh, the conquerors of Israel and the ones that dominated and ruled Israel. So they were the enemy in a sense. And here Matthew was working for the enemy, collecting taxes. And and these tax collectors, uh, they could, uh, once they bought this franchise, they could collect whatever amount of money they wanted to from the people as long as they paid the required amount to the Romans of taxes. And so anything over and above that, it was theirs, and they could become very wealthy men by uh, by cheating the people, their own people, uh, the Jewish people. And so uh, obviously a sinner. And so when Matthew was truly converted... He gave a feast for Jesus, a reception, a big reception, one passage says. And he had invited all of his sinner friends there, other tax collectors and and sinners, immoral people. And here Jesus and his disciples are there eating with them and spending time with them. And the religious leaders looked way down their long noses and and said, why, why, why is Jesus there? And Jesus said, uh, the, 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 the healthy don't need a physician, but the sick do. And I've come to call sinners to repentance. I've come to reach sinners. That's what Jesus said. This is early in his ministry. But then if you go over to Luke chapter 19, we go toward the end of Jesus' ministry. And here is another story where Jesus goes to a man named Zacchaeus to his house. Luke chapter 19 verse 1 says, He, Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And so that means not only did he collect taxes, but he was probably over a group of tax collectors as well. Wealthy man. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. And I just stop and laugh right there because I can sure relate to that. I too am vertically challenged. I don't know if I'm as short as Zacchaeus was, but he had a challenge. But he didn't let that challenge stop him because the Bible says in verse 4, so he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore more tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way, Jesus was. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. 
When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man, listen to this, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. What a story. Here, this, again, hated tax collector, this sinner, uh, this, this low life that had probably defrauded his own uh, nation, his own people, and gotten wealthy at some degree from that. But, but Jesus was calling him. Jesus was reaching out to him. And Jesus sought him out in that sycamore tree and said, I'm going to go to your house today. And uh, you can just see the religious leaders again. But, but Jesus didn't care. He was there on a mission. And, and uh, you can see the repentance in the heart of Zacchaeus when he agreed to give half of his possessions away and to give back four times as much to anyone that he had defrauded. And and that's not what, what saved him. It was the grace of Jesus Christ. It was the forgiveness of Jesus. But that was an, uh, an example, a, an outcome. A, um, uh, it, it showed that he was truly repentant, that he truly was converted. And Jesus said, salvation's come to your house today. Repentance precedes salvation. We have to turn from our sins to Jesus Christ, who is calling us and who will uh, save us and forgive us. And, and so Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house. This is, again, toward the end of Jesus' ministry. And then in Luke chapter 7, sometime during Jesus' ministry, there is another story, and it's the story of uh, Jesus forgiving an immoral woman. And in Luke 7, verses 36 to 50, he is in a Pharisee's house. He did go to the religious leaders' houses too when invited, and a woman came in, and the Bible says she was a sinner or an immoral woman. This is a woman probably who was a, who had been a prostitute, and she brought in some uh, very expensive perfume, and she anointed Jesus' feet, and, and she began to wet his feet with her tears and was wiping them with the hair of her, of his, uh, of her head, and she was kissing his feet, uh, anointing them with perfume, and, and when the Pharisees saw this, they were saying, he was saying in himself, inside of his head, he was saying, this man, if, if, he's, if, he is, if he knew who she was and what sort of person she is, he wouldn't let her touch him if he was a true prophet, because she's a sinner, she's an immoral woman. But Jesus knew his thoughts, and Jesus, Jesus gave him a story about a man who owed a little and a man who owed a lot, and they were forgiven. He said, who, uh, who is the most grateful? And, and, um, and, and Simon said, the one that's forgiven more. And Jesus forgave this woman, but he cared about sinners. And that is something that uh, I want us to understand. Jesus was a friend of sinners. It doesn't mean that Jesus sinned with them. It doesn't mean that Jesus participated in what they did, but it meant that he was willing to go be with them and go to them and reach out to them and seek them out. And that is exactly what, what he did. Um, in Matthew, in, I'm sorry, in Mark chapter uh, 10, 
uh, Jesus said this, and I don't have time on the podcast to give the, the context of this. Uh, you'll want to read it. Mark chapter 10, verses 32 to verse number 45. But I'm going to read verse 45. Jesus said, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Here Jesus said, I am came to give my life a ransom. I came to serve. I came to reach out to sinners. I came to make a way for sinners to get back in right fellowship with God. I came to be a ransom for sinners. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18 says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. Jesus' blood is what bought us back. Jesus' blood is what ransomed us uh, from our sins. And uh, Jesus paid that ransom price so that he could bring us back into relationship with the Father. That's what Jesus was all about. He is a friend of sinners. I ask you the question today. Are you a friend of sinners? Do you have the heart of Jesus wanting to see them back in the right relationship with God? Well, until next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.